0: It is lunch week. I wanted to share a time sensitive giveaway that is happening. For the next 48 hours, I will be hosting a giveaway for a lucky listener. I will be giving away an Amazon gift card because um, who doesn't love Amazon? (laughs) For every review left on the podcast, I will add $1 to the gift card fund. So if five of you leave a review, the gift card will be $5. If 500 of you leave a review, the gift card will be $500. There's no cap, so send this to your friends and get them to review the Lifestyle Upgrade podcast as well. And this giveaway is open only for the first 48 hours from the launch, so that would be February 2nd through February 4th. So get your reviews in. On top of that, I wanna give back to my community with your help. So for every five-star review, I will be donating $1 to a nonprofit foundation that is close to my heart, Homeboy Industries. Homeboy Industries is the largest gang rehabilitation, and re- entry program in the world. For over 30 years, they have stood as a beacon of hope in Los Angeles to provide training and support to formerly gang-involved and previously incarcerated people, allowing them to redirect their lives and become contributing members of our community. But wait, there is more! Not only will I be donating $1 for every five-star review to Homeboy Industries, I will also be matching your donation to another nonprofit, the Girls Net Worth Foundation. The Girls Net Worth Foundation is a nonprofit that I co-founded with Ruby Skilton, my business partner for Girls Network We created this to support Latina women break generational trauma and create generational wealth. Our mission is to help Latina and Hispanic women see that there's so much more to life than what they have been conditioned to believe. Our parents showed us what they knew, but we get to break those generational patterns and create a new belief system and shift away from the mentality of, I can't do that because. There is so much more to life than working to pay your bills until the day you die. You are meant for so much more. The Girls Net Worth Foundation will give grants to programs, coaching, events, and education that supports our mission. This work has not been readily available to our Latina women until now. If you are as excited about this as I am and you are interested in donating more than one with your five-star review. I'm going to post more information in the show notes about the Girls Network Foundation. All donations over $25 will be named as founding members on our website forever. So if you want to be generous and support our cause, please, the information is going to be in the show notes so that you can definitely do so. Okay, that is all. Thank you for supporting. All of the stuff that I have went through, I could have easily continued down that path and accepted the cards that I was dealt. But I said, fuck that because I knew that I wanted and deserved so much more than that. And I just want to give you permission to say, fuck that and make the decision to change your life. You have the power to change your life. You have the power to change your story. You have the power to any given time to make a decision to get your shit together and start creating the life of your dream. Hello and welcome to the Lifestyle Upgrade Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Cielo, three-time entrepreneur, co-founder of Girls Net Worth, female transformation coach, business mentor, public speaker, and mama. It is my mission to help you realize your potential and upgrade your entire life. My past is one of gang involvement, abuse, and poverty, and I am firsthand proof that it doesn't matter where you come from, how you were raised, nor the decisions you have made in your past. You have the power to change your life. Each week, I'll bring the new episode that'll give you an insight on how I went from homegirl to CEO and the step-by-step blueprint on how to up-level into your next version. And I'm talking full lifestyle upgrades. If you're ready to overcome your past, elevate your relationships, and start using your story to create a ton of money, this is the show for you. let the upgrades begin. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the Lifestyle Upgrade Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm so excited to be sharing my journey with you. This is my journey from homegirl to CEO. Today I'm going to be bringing you along that journey and talking about my past, my story, where I've been. And my goal is to one inspire you. Hopefully you can relate, but if not, I hope you do find some value and some inspiration in this story and realize that your life is what you make it. Your past does not matter, honestly. It does not matter how you are raised, where you come from. It matters where you are going. And it doesn't matter the decisions that you've made in the past. All it takes is one decision to change your life. Everything can change. And I'm firsthand proof. And you can be as well. All you need to do is decide. So let's get into my story. Just kind of hop right in. So I was raised by a single mom. And I feel like that was kind of amplified because one, my mom was truly a single mom. I have never met my dad. I don't know anything about him. It was just me and my mom. And two, my mom has many chronic illnesses. So as far back as I can remember, my mom has been sick she's been really sick. Like unable to work sick, in bed all the time, not as present as she'd like to be, just always in pain. I also had an abusive stepfather in my life. He was in my life for a good chunk of my childhood, probably about age 5 to 6 till 14. He fathered my half-brother. He was born when I was eight years old, and my little brother was born with special needs. He was born with high-functioning autism, and after he was born, my mom became even more sick. So, as you can imagine, he took a lot more attention, and it was just a lot. Between having a mother that was sick, having a little brother with special needs, and having an extremely abusive stepfather who would get drunk and lecture me and beat me with the belt almost every day. Home was not my safe place. I dreaded going home. Home was not a place I wanted to be. Home did not feel like home. Home was honestly the last place that I wanted to be. After school sometimes I would even feel afraid to go home. I did not want to be there. It took every opportunity that I had to be at friend's house, do whatever I had to do to not be home. That pushed me out into the streets. It pushed me out into finding that home feeling elsewhere because in that household, I did not have it. And trust me, when you don't live in a great neighborhood, that is not a good thing. As my peers and I got older, we started getting into some not so great things. We started being interested in the culture around us, which was gang culture. I started liking the cholos, started wanting to be around that crowd and to fit in with those kind of people. And when I was out all the time, I wouldn't go home after school until it was dark or sometimes even later than that. I would be taking the city bus by myself, I would be out on the weekends with my friends, Those were the kind of people I was around and that was the kind of lifestyle that I incorporated for myself. I also became very codependent on my friends because I didn't have a quote-unquote family at home. I didn't have a family structure, I didn't have a big family, I didn't know a lot of family, and I just hated being home. So I really got stuck to my friends. And I really looked for that sense of family and home in my friends and their homes and their lifestyles. And that had such a huge impact on my life. And you'll realize here in just a few moments as I continue my story on why that impacted my life so much. My very best friend from about age, let's say about 10 to 17, me and her were so 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 close. We did everything together. We would be spending the night at each other's house probably about at least four times a week. We honestly did everything together and we grew up so much together. She was the one person in my life that I was closest to and that I really felt at home with and trusted and she ended up sleeping with my boyfriend and getting pregnant. Finding that out at age 17 broke me. And when I say broke me, it was a rock bottom for me. Everything that I knew about my life and myself leading up to that point, I felt had shattered. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And that's something that a 17 year old should never have to go through. That is an adult situation. And I lived through that as a teenager. And as you can imagine, that changed so many relationships for me until I was able to heal from that. That was a situation that made me grow up really fast, and it was also one that I didn't have an outlet for. I had no one to talk to about it. I couldn't confide in my family. When I found that out, I realized, one, that I was being cheated on by my longtime boyfriend, which... That creates a ton of trust issues in relationships and it's something till this day I'm working through. And then it obviously created so much trust issues with relationships with women. I had my walls built up so high you could not get to me. After that, there was nothing that anyone could say or do that would hurt me because I was built up so strong and so tough. At that point, I had no friends because... That relationship that I was in was extremely abusive. It was extremely manipulative. It was extremely emotionally abusive. And it turned physically abusive also. But up until that point, he was extremely jealous and controlling and wanted me to cut off all of my friends. And I did. I was young and stupid and I cut off everyone for him because I loved him and I didn't know any better. And I never had an example of what a healthy relationship would look like. I never had a father figure in my life besides an abusive one. The only person that I never cut off was my best friend. He could not get me to cut her off. So what did he do? He slept with her. I remember leading up to finding out about that whole situation. He had told me, that he bets me. He knows that he could sleep with her and to stop being friends with her because she's a slut and all this stuff. And I remember we got in a huge fight about it and I told him that I would put it on my life that he couldn't sleep with her because that's how much I trusted her. So when I realized that I couldn't trust the two people that I loved the most and cared about the most in my life at that time, I couldn't trust anyone. i still had to see her i was still in school with her i still had to see her and everyone else and it was a really really dark time in my life because i hated everyone we had so many mutual acquaintances at school and if anybody knew what happened which everyone did and they still chose to be friends with her i cut them off immediate no for me i truly turned cold. And that really turned me further into that gang lifestyle. Turned me further into being a bad bitch. Turned me into being tough. Turned me into nobody can fuck with me. Turned me into being very standoffish and unfriendly. And that was part of my identity for so long. It wasn't until pretty recently that I was able to drop that. And that came with a lot of work. A lot of breaking down my walls. A lot of allowing myself to feel. Allowing myself to heal and to forgive and to really make peace with that story. And in hindsight, it sounds crazy, but I did not leave my ex after that. I was the dumb bitch at age 17 who just blamed her. I was so mad at her. I was with this man for about a year and I was best friends with her for six seven years at this point i was so mad at her that in my eyes leaving him would have just been like handing him over to her and i was not going to have that so i did not leave that relationship i stayed in it and it became extremely abusive and this is a man that's quite a bit older than me he was seven years older than me he was a multiple time convicted felon in and out of prison Matter of fact, he was fresh out of prison for the second time when we first started our relationship. He was involved in gangs and he looked the part. This man had a tattoo with vulgar words across his forehead. He was bald-headed, whole entire head covered in prison tattoos. He was typical cholo, Nike Cortez's, big jerseys, big shirts, always ironed, and being around him, I felt super tough. I felt more into that identity that I had taken on. He would take me around his lifestyle, around his homies. He would show me all of these things that ruined my innocence like selling drugs, looking to buy drugs, illegally trading and purchasing weapons, shooting guns. All of these things that were new to me But I was fascinated with. After he had successfully isolated me, he became so much more abusive. I remember that he had started accusing me of sleeping with his best friend, and I did not. Absolutely not. And it was just his conscience. He just knew that I was gonna get back at him. And I remember the first time he put his hands on me, he pushed me like really hard against the wall because his best friend was outside and he didn't want me to go out after him because he knew that I was that I was sleeping with him. And I had never met his best friend. His best friend had just got out of prison like the week before and he swears that I had met up with him and slept with him and all of this stuff. And he accused me of it and punished me for it. I was so unhappy and I was so sad and I remember it it was so hard for me to get over what had happened. Sometimes I would just sit there and cry. I remember one time I was balled up on the floor crying at his home and he had told me to get up and what is wrong with me and I was just- I told him that I felt like I wanted to die. And you know what he did? He pulled out his gun and handed it to me told me I didn't have the guts to do it because if he didn't I sure as hell didn't. It was something that I will never forget. The accusations started getting worse and they were his fuel to physically abuse me and to put his hands on me and it started happening more and more often and I would justify it by not letting myself just sit there and take it. I would fight back and I would fuck him up and I would scratch his face and we would both be bleeding and I would take it as oh well he didn't just hit me, I hit him back. So, you know, I that's how I justified it at that age. I remember one time he started acting crazy and saying that he was going to go in the alley and start killing people and all this stuff, so I took away his gun that he had illegally, by the way, he's a felon, and I was leaving. And it was really late, it was past midnight, and I was going home, and I told him I'm not gonna let you have that because, like, you're gonna do something stupid. So I took it, and he pushed me down on the bed and started punching me in the face. Saying that I was going to give his gun to his enemies and they were going to kill him. That was a rock bottom for me. I flipped out. I started screaming. His sister came out. They kicked me out of the house. I got in my car. I was going to leave. I knew that I was done. And even followed me. He got himself in the car. He was begging for my forgiveness, all of the stuff. He had given me a little promise ring and I remember that I had took it off threw it out the window and ran it over and was just yelling at him to get out of my car my entire way home when I got really close to my house and he still wouldn't get out of my car. I remember that I went to the back seat where he had jumped in my car. I pulled him out. I started fucking him up. I started hitting him, scratching him. I was just so angry. I just wanted him to leave me alone and I remember when I finally calmed down I just looked at him and I was like what have I done? He was all bleeding and just so fucked up. I remember I tried to take him to the hospital because he looked that bad. And I did take him to the hospital and he didn't, he refused to get out. And I ended up just feeling so bad and apologizing and I remember that I had snuck him into my house in my room and had him sleep there. Tried to clean up his face and everything that I did to him and I felt bad even though he was the one that had punched me in the face. And this was an ongoing cycle. These kinds of things started to happen more and more often and it was just getting out of hand. He ended up staying with me for a while at my mom's house and that's when it just got really, really bad. I didn't trust him at all and I honestly did not trust women so much. I remember one time I was, Visiting my grandma out of town and he was staying in my mom's house still, and I couldn't get a hold of him and I couldn't get a hold of my mom. And I remember the thought going through my head that he was sleeping with my mom. That's how bad my trust issues were with women and my trust issues were with him after everything that had transpired. I finally started getting fed up. I made a new friend, and me and her got along so well. That was my first friendship after everything that had happened and I wasn't even allowed to have friends. You know, I had to pretend that she was my cousin in order for me to be around her. I had to tell my ex that she was my cousin. It was crazy, but I remember the day that I finally got fed up and left him so clearly. The weeks leading up, I had an eye doctor appointment and when they were looking at my eyes, they were just so shocked and concerned because I had enlarged tear ducts and they wanted to run all these tests and do all these things and just made me really sad because I knew exactly what it was from. It was from crying every single day from being so unhappy. And that's when I knew that something had to change. One day I was home with my new best friend, a.k.a. my cousins, my ex, and he had showed up knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell and I wouldn't open. We were in a fight. I told him I didn't want to be with him. He took it upon himself to show up and just start causing a scene. He was like, oh I see. I see how it is. I see who you're with. I ended up going outside and getting in a fight with him and my mom pulled up and he was trying to leave. I tried to stop him. I ended up cutting his eye with my fingernails. He was dripping blood from his eye and I was like, what have I done?" and he took off and I took off running after him. It was the middle of November, cold, and I was in some little booty shorts, barefoot, taking off after him running and my mom, my friends, hopped in the car and tried to find us and when they found me, I was down the street and My ex was about to hop the wall. When they pulled up, he went to jump the fence and I just, I knew. I knew that when he hopped that fence, that was it. I just knew it, I felt it. And I got in the car with them and I went home and I took off all of the pictures of us on my wall and I ended up just packing up and staying with my friend for over a week where I knew he wouldn't be able to find me and I was really just able to re-identify myself. That was the first decision I made to change my life. I was ready for a new beginning. I was ready for a new identity. I was ready to get back to being happy. I dyed my jet black hair blonde. I stopped wearing baggy clothes and cortezes and all of that kind of stuff, all of the chola wear. And I started wearing six-inch heels, dresses, bright colors, things that made me feel beautiful. I went from this chola to like a Barbie and that's how I showed up. And imagine this blonde girl in six-inch heels walking through the hallways of school. <laughs> Oh my god, the looks that I got. But honestly, I did not care because I did not like anyone at school. I hated them anyways. I had no friends. I just hated being there. I still went to school with my ex-best friend and everybody that was involved and knew what happened who was ever friends with us and I wanted nothing to do with any of them. So that's exactly how I showed up not caring about what anybody thought about me. I was doing so much better and I finally felt happiness and could go through my day without crying. And it was a huge step in the correct direction. However, it was truly just a step because I didn't actually heal from it. I just kind of brushed it under the rug and wanted to pretend like it didn't happen and just start over. And you know what happens when you do that? It comes and bites you in the ass over and over again. And how that happened for me was I got into another relationship that was nothing serious, but got cheated on. I ended up going back to my ex while he was in prison. Yes, he went back to prison. And he was controlling and emotionally abusive from behind bars. After high school, I found a new group of friends that had nothing to do with anybody that I knew. They were completely new to me. They were older than me. They didn't know any of my past. And it was like, I was able to start over. They were different, but similar enough to relate to what was comfortable for me. My new best friend at the time, we would do everything together and we would be drinking every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, (laughs) all the time. And I felt like he was the only person that was always down for a drink and I just, I wanted to numb. I wanted to not feel any of that. And that's exactly what I did. And it started getting out of hand. I started... Drinking beer pretty much every day. I started doing cocaine to be able to drink more. To be able to feel less. And that really went on until I finally got tired of my shit. And the day did come. I finally got tired of my shit and decided to get my shit together. I felt like I lost it. I went to work that morning not knowing that I was about to quit my job on a whim. And that's exactly what I did. I quit my job and the next morning I went off on a solo trip to... LA. I stayed with one of my close friends for a couple weeks, stayed with another close friend for a couple weeks after that. I then took the drive from LA to New Mexico to go visit my grandma for a couple weeks, and I was gone for about a month. I was not coming back until I had my shit together. And when I finally came back, I decided to go to school full time to finish my vocational school. I decided to get my own apartment. I decided to get my health together. Drinking that much, it took a big physical toll on me. I didn't even recognize myself. I had gained so much weight. and. I really committed to getting my shit together, committed to eating healthy, to working out, to really just isolating myself and not hanging out with my friends until my life was put together, until I was able to be proud of the person that I am and to be happy, and to love myself. It was after I lost the 40 to 50 pounds that I had gained that I decided to show face and come back around to my friends, and it's when I started dating my soon-to-be husband, and life started looking really different for me. I was dating this man who at the time was a huge upgrade for me. I went from... Having an ex that was a multiple-time felon with vulgar words tattooed across his forehead that could never get a job that I had to pay his bills. I had to drive around to a man that had a house, had a job, had multiple vehicles, shit had a phone, and was an overall good guy. Still cholo, but just so toned down from what I was used to. He wasn't a felon, and I just knew he was stability. It was exactly. What I needed at the time, and we ended up getting married about six months after we started officially dating. Although I did know him for a couple years before that, he was part of that friend group that I had out of high school. We ended up having a beautiful son who was born just six days after my twenty-second birthday, and we spent over three years happy together. It wasn't until. I found personal development and wanted to start working on myself that we started getting tension in our relationship. My eyes were open to a whole new world that I never knew was out there whole new world of possibilities and the world of personal development and manifestation and creating your own business and all these things that just lit me up inside and I was so excited about and he just wasn't. It just didn't make sense to him. He had everything he wanted. He wanted a family, he wanted a kid, he wanted a home and he had just settled. And I wanted so much more. I had just this huge vision for my life that I wasn't able to work on when I was with him. There was a lot of tension between us after domestic violence incidents and just me wanting to change and better myself, and for quite a few months, the house wasn't the same. Our relationship wasn't the same, but it wasn't until he had ripped up my vision board in a fight that I knew that I had to get out. I knew that my visions and my dreams were not going to be stopped and shut down because of him. And that's when I made the really tough decision to leave my house, the home that me and him bought together and we owned, to go back to my mom's house temporarily to get my life together. Yet again, <laughs> that just is a theme that just keeps popping up in my story, is leaving a situation to get my life together. and. Those are not easy decisions, and this one probably was the hardest because I had made a life with this man. I had started a family that I never had when I was younger, that I wanted in my childhood so bad. We had bought a home together, we had a beautiful son, and I was not willing to dim my light and to put my dreams aside for that because I knew that I didn't have to choose. I knew that I didn't have to choose between a relationship and a happy home and my dreams. I knew that I could have it all, and I was going to work for it. Going back to my mom's house after I had been on my own for five years, after I had purchased my own home, was humbling, I guess you could say, but I never, looked at it as a step backwards. I looked at it as an opportunity to invest. With that I was able to do so much. I was able to travel the world. I went on a beautiful spiritual retreat to Bali which was all over my vision board. I hired a coach. I joined a mastermind. I did so many high-level investments and my life began to rapidly change. As I got deep into this work, I really began to raise my standards in every single way possible, in every part of my life. And for the first time in my 25 years of life, I had begun to feel uncomfortable in the ghetto where I lived. I would go to the store and just be uncomfortable with witnessing theft or having the homeless people outside or seeing the trash everywhere and I said to myself, my next move, I am moving out of the ghetto and I'm going to live in a nice neighborhood where no matter where I need to go, regardless of what store or whatever, I never have to go through the ghetto to get there. And so it was a huge accomplishment of mine was making the move from the ghetto which was all i ever knew the only place i've ever lived my entire life to making a move to one of the nicest neighborhoods in the city that move was everything for me i was able to move into my dream luxury apartment everything that i wanted it had it was brand new i was the first person to ever live there I was on the third floor, the balcony overlooking the resort-style pool, a beautiful neighborhood, interior hallways, we took an elevator to get inside to my unit, everything was upgraded, granite countertops and stainless steel appliances. It was perfect. It was everything that I wanted and more. I loved it so much and I was so grateful for that apartment and it's crazy how fast your life can change because I've since upgraded to the penthouse unit in the same complex which is double the square footage. I now have three bedrooms and a wraparound balcony overlooking the mountains and that beautiful pool that I loved. My son has his own bedroom. I have my own bedroom. I have my own office because I work from home and be able to create this life that I love, business that I love. I'm able to travel and work from anywhere. It's, it's truly mind blowing and amazing. At this point in my life, not only am I a single mother, but I'm a three-time entrepreneur, founder of Victoria's Yellow Lifestyle Upgrades, founder of Cielo, Sol, and Salud, which is my health and wellness company, and co-founder of Girls Net Worth, which is, ironically enough, after hearing my story, all about connecting women. It is by women entrepreneurs for women entrepreneurs who want connections, money, and growth. I now live a life that lights me up and I have such a burning passion for helping women overcome circumstances and lifestyles that no longer serve them. I am firsthand proof that it is not important where you come from, how you were raised, nor where you have been. It's all about where you're going. If I, Victoria Cielo, who grew up in the hood and public housing around gangs and abusive household, abusive relationships, had friendships, That were betrayed and all of the stuff that i have went through i could have easily continued down that path and accepted the cards that i was dealt but i said fuck that because i knew that i wanted and deserved so much more than that and i just want to give you permission to say fuck that and make the decision to change your life you have the power to change your life you have the power to change your story You have the power at any given time to make a decision to get your shit together and start creating the life of your dream. It is time to start upgrading. Stop settling and start upgrading. I wasn't able to create my dream life and live in my dream neighborhood and have my dream career and be able to help women and host events and speak at events and share my story and do all of the things. Because I fell victim to my circumstances? No. I recognized the power that I had to create the life that I wanted and I went and I got it. It wasn't easy. I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of support from mentors, from going to events, from reading books, from investing in high level coaching containers, from doing all the things that I knew were going to get me to where I wanted to be. And beyond that, The biggest shift for me was healing from my past and making peace with my past. Making peace with that story that I had just told you. For so long it ate me up inside. For so long it had control and power over me. But I've been able to do the work and to dig deep into those wounds and really start to heal them. Pull off the band-aid. The band-aid isn't doing anything for you. It's just masking the wound that you are able to heal. My healing journey has consisted of a lot of inner work, a lot of inner child healing, a lot of worthiness work, a lot of rewriting the stories that I was told as a child, a lot of reparenting myself and a lot of forgiveness. I had to do so much forgiveness work around everyone that had hurt me, including my ex best friend, my mom, my ex-boyfriend, myself. I've had to send all of those people my love and my forgiveness and my understanding and I had to see them as innocent. I had to see them as only doing the best that they could. And it took a long time to get here but I've even gotten to the point where just recently I reached out to my ex-best friend and I spoke with her for the first time in 10 years. And it was... So healing. We are now friends on Facebook. I love seeing her, her family, how she's doing, the growth. The growth, let me tell you, it took me so long to get to this point, but it's such a beautiful place to be. And I'm truly honored to be able to use my platform and my story to help spark transformation and change in your life. There's no doubt in my mind that my mission and what I'm being called to do at this point in my life is to help you realize your potential, leave behind your limiting beliefs, raise your standards, and start living a life that you could only dream of. a wrap i hope you found this episode valuable if you did please take a screenshot share it on your socials send it to someone who needs to hear it and of course subscribe rate and review you never know who needs to hear this message or what sticks and what gives someone the push that they need to upgrade their life so thank you so much for sharing and thank you for listening until next time keep upgrading